0: my name is melanie or just mel i was diagnosed with lung cancer when i was 15. i recently found out how long i had left to live and now i'm going to tell you how much my life has changed since then when you're born your parents make plans for your future at a more mature age you make your own plans i always dreamed that i would leave my hometown and go to new york climb to the top have a career and make a lot of money i was sure i would go to a good college and get a good education I wanted to please my parents. I wanted them to be proud of me. It all started so insignificantly. At first, I had a cough two to three times a year. We thought it was just a common cold. Then pneumonia several times in six months. And so more and more often. And then everything happened fast. I couldn't sleep because of a high fever. My mom got really scared, called an ambulance. I started coughing, and then I started choking. The pain pierced me on every breath. My dad didn't wait for the ambulance and drove me himself. We were flying at high speed. Mom and I sat in the back seat. Dad was so hysterical, he lost control and we skidded. Some truck crashed into us as our car was thrown sideways into the oncoming lane. Dad was gone the next day. The stress made me feel worse. My mother was rushing from one hospital to another She was going crazy about my dad and me, and she always said that she couldn't lose me now too. I was exhausted and went into a coma for four days. And when I came to, the doctors gave me this diagnosis. You can't even imagine what was going on with us at that moment. My mother, it was as if she had died. She was only a shell of what she used to be. At first we grieved, we cried a lot. But then she said that she would not let this evil disease take me. She sold everything we had and took me abroad for expensive consultations and tests. At first, I went through several courses of immunotherapy, but it didn't help. Then I started getting chemotherapy. I am not going to tell you how painful and bad it was. I will only say that, at that moment, I didn't want to live that way. After two years of intensive treatment, I felt better. The results weren't as bad but still i was adhering to a safer lifestyle i wasn't allowed to be in direct sunlight for long periods wasn't allowed to bathe in the pool or the sea i wasn't allowed to catch a cold my mother switched me to homeschooling so that i had no unnecessary contact with anyone only occasionally was i allowed to go out with my friend gigi she always wore a mask and kept her distance from me on one such walk i went out with g to walk in the park She said she had forgotten her phone at home and asked me to sit and wait for her on a bench. I agreed. When she left, I suddenly felt sick. I couldn't breathe. I knew the feeling, the pain with every breath. I needed my inhaler. I looked for it in my bag but couldn't find it. I began to panic with a severe cough. Tears came to my eyes and I was scared. I thought that that was the end. I thought I had lost my inhaler. But then someone ran up to me and let me inhale the medicine. After the first breath, I felt better. I looked up thinking it was Gigi, but a guy was standing over me. He was looking at me frightened and holding me so tightly as if I were about to fall over. Are you… are you okay? Huh? Yeah, thanks. I'm fine now. You dropped it. It was on the ground. Thank you. Without it, I would have… I know. My grandfather used to use one of these. Did he have lung cancer too? Yeah, he did. Is he still alive? Sadly, no. Shit. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. How are you? I'm as good as you can see. I know what will help you. What? He grabbed my hand and put me on his bike. I didn't even have time to say anything and didn't notice that I dropped my phone on the ground. The stranger, whose name I hadn't even asked took me somewhere. I was curious at first, but then I stopped because I thought it couldn't get any worse. He drove me to the end of the city, and then we walked for another two kilometers, but we finally made it. There was a beautiful clearing in front of me. It was just grass, no flowers, no fragrant plants. Everything was beautiful. It was clean and fresh air. My grandfather used to sit here for hours and breathe. He said the local air helped cleanse the lungs. It is good to breathe here. What's your name? My name is Arnold. What's yours? Mal. We sat there for a couple of hours and I felt really good. After a while, I realized my phone wasn't with me, so we went back. When we got there, the whole street was in uproar. Gigi ran up to me first. Are you crazy? I told you to wait! How could you leave and leave your phone? I'm sorry. Your mom already called the police. What? Who is he? I looked at the distraught Arnold, and he ran up to my mother and started saying that it was all his fault. My mother was so angry, but I stood up for him, explaining that if it wasn't for him, I would have suffocated. Then she took me home and told me she would never let me out again. It was sad. I wasn't even allowed to say goodbye to him or get his number. Arnold left, and my mother asked him never to come back. That same night, we had a fight. You can't control me anymore! What? Control you? You have no idea what caring and controlling mean, do you? I'm afraid for you! You keep me in a cage, like a rat! Your health! If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't care so much! Health? Mother, I'm dying! Let me live the rest of my life happily! I've never seen light, only hospitals and IVs after father's funeral. He gave his life for you to live. How dare you say you're dying? You think he died because of me? That's not what I said. You don't dare die, okay? You don't dare. You won't leave me alone. She kept crying and shouting something at me through her tears. And I, I just went to my room. Then my mom fell asleep and I went for a walk. I didn't know where to find Arnold but I wanted to see him so badly. I went to that park and, oh yes, he was sitting there, all cold and sad. I ran up to him and hugged him. I don't know why I did it, I just wanted to. I didn't really know him and I had no idea what he was really like, but I wanted to hug him. After a few minutes, he let go of me and looked at my face and asked what I was doing there. I wanted to see you. What are you doing here? Waiting for you. Hoping... I didn't even get your number. Here, write mine down. He typed my number into his phone. And then we sat down on the bench and we were quiet. He was just hugging me and I wished it would never end. Arnold? Huh? Are you sick? No, I just wanted to ask, was your grandfather in a lot of pain when he was dying? He didn't say anything. I could see that he didn't know how to answer. So I took a deep breath and then I said... I've never talked to anyone about this subject. I understand. You're scared. So am I. What do you mean? I have lung cancer too. Both lungs. I know exactly what you mean. At that moment, my whole body trembled. I looked at him and asked, So, your grandfather? He died of another illness. I just didn't want to tell you right away. I pressed harder against him and then asked if he knew when he was going to die. Yeah. They gave me a rough estimate. Do you? Not yet. Don't rush to find out. Why not? Because it'll be easier. Just live and enjoy it. Just live while there's time. And how much time do you have? It doesn't matter. Just live like I live. Arnold walked me home. I kissed him and we said goodbye. He hasn't called me since and I didn't take his number. I felt sad and bad. Gigi said he probably didn't want to make me feel sorry for him, so he disappeared. I went to our park bench every day, holding my inhaler, but he was gone. On one of those days, it rained heavily. I got sick and had complications. I went to the hospital, and there I was told that the disease was progressing again. Doc? What? How much, how much longer do I- The doctor sighed. Didn't want to say, but I squeezed out of him that I had less than six months to live. At first, I denied everything, sank into myself, and then accepted it. I threw everything I had into looking for Arnold. I looked for him like crazy until I found him. I got a letter in his name. He was gone. He was gone the day after we met. Despite the pain, he still managed to give me happy moments. I began to go to our place more often and breathe. It's been two years since then, but I'm still alive. I've had another relapse, and you know, in that letter, Arnold asked me not to give up. He handed me the baton of life, and I took it. Wish me luck, guys.